Welcome to another episode of the Smart Talk Show. I'm your host, Matteo Grosso, and if you have not yet done so, click the follow button so you never miss another podcast episode. Also, if you want more motivational stories in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media at Matteo Grosso Strategist. You know that feeling when you have an inspiring guest speaker and you're excited about it? Well, that's how I feel today in welcoming Michelle Rees to the show. Thank you for being here, Michelle. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to get started on this, this conversation this morning, Matteo. Michelle, guys, for, for the ones of you who don't know Michelle, Michelle, uh, she's a force of nature. That's the easiest way to describe her. Uh, not only she has a corporate job as head of events, she also writes a blog on her career. She manages a networking group for corporate events managers. Uh, she goes to the gym and she hosts another podcast in conversation with events professionals, with some of the biggest event professionals. And all of this starting the day at 5 a.m. So, uh, Michelle, when, uh, when I was thinking about habits, I thought you were the best person to give us practical tips to win the day by winning the morning. So uh, my question would be, how, what's your secret? How do you do all these things? So I think you hit the nail on the head there. My secret is winning the morning. So first and foremost, it's all about winning the morning. And if you do win the morning, you conquer your morning, you can win the whole day. I think I'm not a great night person. I struggle past, uh, say, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. when I finish work. I just I'm not productive. I find you just watching television, really. So for me, it makes so much more sense to flip it on the head and to get up super early um, and fit in my whole morning routine, which I can talk you through in a second, and then instead go to bed early, get a good night's sleep. And all I've really missed out in those evenings is watching television, right? Um, It just works for me. It's always worked for me. And I couldn't do my life and squeeze all those wonderful things that you just uh, included in your introduction, Mateo, about um, without getting up early. It's not always 5 a.m. I will say that. Uh, Sometimes it's 6 a.m. Sometimes it might even be 7 a.m. on the odd occasion. But I just think if you take those couple of hours, if you start work at 9 a.m. and you get up at even 6 a.m., so you've got three hours before the rest of the world to get a handle on your day, to get a handle on any side hustles that you've got um, going on at the same time, to get a handle on your washing. You know, this morning... I got up, I um, did an hour's worth of work on my side hustle, which is Event Profs Live, which you just mentioned, mentioned previously. I went to the gym. I did. I cycled to Hawaii on my Peloton, (laughs) (laughs) which was cool. Um, And then I cleared down my emails and I got started on my work. I had an omelette for breakfast. I put a load of washing on. So for me, even if I don't achieve anything personally for the rest of the day outside of my day job, I can already say that I've achieved quite a lot and it makes me feel so balanced. It makes me feel like um, I've just, I'm just getting so much out of my day. I'm getting to top up on my professional development because I've got those couple of hours in the morning to do something outside of my day job. There's there's so many reasons um, why forming those little habits and getting up a little bit earlier can just significantly impact your day. 
yeah wow that's powerful and uh, i i guess a question that uh, all of all of us have is uh, do do you um, regret sometimes if you uh, let's say are at an event or if there is a good movie right and you don't uh, fully let's say use your evening um what's your strategy to say for instance uh, um, i have to go in a nice way and say like because you want to be um um energetic in the morning right to wake up early yeah. and to do all the things you have to do yeah so i'm really good at this and i think a lot of people and even from my instagram and my life as an event professional will be like oh michelle you're always out and about so i am in a normal obviously pre pre-pandemic pre-covid world i would always be out and about but i will always excuse myself um probably the first before everyone else I will have a couple of drinks, I will network, I will see a venue if that's what I'm there to do. But then when when it gets to a certain point, I think to myself, is my staying here for a little bit longer, you know, having that last bottle of wine with friends, which again, sometimes I will do it. Um, or is this is this is this serving my long term uh, personal professional development? Is it better that I still go to an event, I have a really great time, but I call it a night early and I get home and I get to wake up and still do all, all the other things that help me add to my life, like they add value a different way. And I've always been really good at that. I think you're, you have to hold yourself accountable and you have to hold yourself accountable to what you want to achieve in life. And if you have big dreams, if you want to set up your own business, if you want to have your own podcast, if you want to have a side hustle, you've got to give something up, right? And for me, that means sometimes turning down an offer to stay that little bit later uh, in order to get home and get up and, and get to do the things that I, I enjoy doing as well. It's not a chore. It, it, a habit can sound like a bad thing, you know, like smoking, <laughs> but a <laughs> habit can also be like self-serving for a good reason. Um, and that's my mindset. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, make, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, it makes sense because sometimes we focus so much on the evening and say we have to enjoy the day to the fullest let's say but then we forget that there is another day after that day <laughs> and so if we wake up the other the following day at 12 you know uh, midday yeah. it's not going to be a very productive day um, no. and exactly. I really admire you for that because you can say you can you can manage yourself right you can manage yourself very well um, yeah I think that's a good way to 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 uh, articulated as well it is managing yourself and it's managing what you want to achieve in your own life like it's only you who has responsibility and accountability for that so you could lie to people and go oh yeah I get up at five o'clock all the time but who cares? like no one cares <laughs> you're only, <laughs> only lying to yourself so it's self-serving and it's for your your best interest to be able to do that um yeah yeah makes sense and uh, so, Michelle, what's what's uh, your um, suggestion on how to organize the morning? Because I I tried, by the way, when uh, when you told me about the routine uh, uh, three months ago, something like this, and I've been doing that uh, um, quite consistently, and it, it has changed my life. But I was able to do it with uh, with a couple of tips you gave me. Because if you wake up at five or six a.m. and you have no plan. Uh, you don't know what to do <laughs> so you're like okay no. what what should i do do i go back to bed or <laughs> yeah. so what's your what's your personal strategy to to tackle the morning do you have a routine do you have an idea of how to organize it 
I do. And I have a thing called um, the Fs. <laughs> so okay. for each, I, I, I attribute, I think I have six or five, I can't remember now. Um, so it's things like finance, family, friends, fun. Uh, and what I do is I try to do something towards each of those categories each morning. So it might be fitness is obviously the no brainer. Like you're going to go to the gym, you're going to go for a walk. Um, and to be honest, fitness as well. And I'm not, I go to the gym a lot. I'm not, I don't have a body, the body of a supermodel. I'll be the first to say that because I also love fun. I love fun and I love food, but I go to the gym for my mind. So wow. the first thing I always do in the morning is I incorporate some sort of fitness. Um, I also so every morning, on, right? Every morning there is some fitness. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Yeah. And depending on how I'm feeling from previous days, if I've done like an, you know, an hour boot camp on a Monday and an hour boot camp on a Tuesday today, I'll just uh, like cycle to Hawaii on my Peloton or do something like that. Um, I think it's really important for your mental health. And even sometimes when that alarm does go off at 5am and I perhaps can't be bothered, I will think like, oh my gosh, like I'm just going to feel so much better and be so much more productive if I just get up and do it. Like you never regret a workout, right? Uh, so I think it's really important, even just fresh air, like going for a walk, uh, making sure you're stretching, maybe do some yoga or Pilates. I think that's really important part of your morning routine. And then you're not sitting there all day going, oh, I've got to go to the gym. I've got to go to the gym. It's done. You can check it off your list. Um, so I incorporate... Uh, fitness I incorporate some element of my finances I will okay. um try, which is really odd right but we've all got <laughs> finances in the morning yeah. <laughs> yes. but how many people have a stack of bills or credit card bills or utility bills or something you know they need to sort out their pension you need to roll your pensions into one account or something like that like I will try and think about what can I do um, towards my finances um, it could also be working on a side hustle perhaps you're consulting you've got a client that you work with on weekends something like that but I do tend to try and factor that into my mornings as well um, family I'll always whatsapp my friends I keep a list of like not that I need to keep a list but I keep a list of all the people that perhaps I haven't spoken to for some time and I've lived in so nice. many countries, you know, I've lived in London, I've lived in Dubai, I've lived in Australia. Uh, so there's people that have been a huge part of my life that sometimes your day to day, you forget to reach out to them. So I like to just send like a random email to a couple of people I haven't spoken to for a while or a couple of friends on WhatsApp. And it can be as simple as sending like a boring joke. Well, not a boring joke, obviously <laughs> I'm hilarious, but like <laughs> something that will make them smile to engage and you just, you know, by that time you've you've paid a bill, you've gone to the gym, you've spoken to a couple of your friends and already your morning's off to a much better start. Um, they're just a couple of things that I do first thing in the morning. But I also have that written on a post-it note next to my bed. Uh, so when that alarm right. does go off, and this is funny, actually, my alarms always had the same tone, but this morning... I said it to uh, Beyonce, who runs the world, <laughs> girls, and my husband's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> because it came out really loud. Um, I have, uh, yeah, but I have a post next to my bed to remind me of what I want to do, to remind me kind of why I'm doing it, um, and that inspires me to get out of bed as well. That's my approach. Wow, that's fantastic. So, and the, what, what do you use the... the 
the post-it for? Is it, uh, do you write some um, motivational uh, phrases on it? Uh, do you? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. I keep the, the Fs on there, like the fitness, the fun, the friends, the family, um, as a reminder that I need to get those things done. But I also put motivational quotes because as cheesy as they are, I love them. Um, and they kind of trigger something in me, especially if I want to remind myself uh, that I need to work out to be healthy in mind. If I want to remind myself, um, even like put a picture, I might put a picture of myself as a small child and I look at that and I'm giving you all my tips and tricks now, but I might look at that picture. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> but it really helps you to look at a picture of yourself when you were small and think, what would that person have wanted to have been? Like what 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 does big Michelle look like to two-year-old Michelle? And try and do the things that would help um, make little Michelle proud of herself. Wow. Uh, so I do have a little photo of myself next to the bed as well on a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put things in perspective and say, wow, how would the eight-year-old Michelle want my life to be right now, right? The, yeah. the person with dreams and and uh, connected to this, actually, I think that this I'm thinking about when I think about the child, you are the kind of person, you, you are a lot of fun to, to work with and to, to be with. Um, how can you, I, not, I noticed, no, I mean, it's the truth. I noticed that sometimes we forget about the fun part when we grow up, you know, we, we grow up and we forget yeah. the fun when uh, that we had when we were children, but you seem to combine the fun and the work very well. Why is fun so important to you? What's, what's your strategy and what's your outlook on life? Yeah, I think I come from a place of life is short and I don't have a particularly you know my history is not checkered with um, tragedy I mean I've had tragedy in my life like everyone has but I just don't know what I have in me that makes me appreciate every single day and every single moment my husband sometimes um, gives me grief because I say things like oh if I if I ever passed away I'd really miss the clouds <laughs> like I just <laughs> I love nature and I think every day that we have is a gift um, and I, that's how I approach every day of my life as well so Yes, I, I'm a senior leader in my organisation. I have responsibilities. I manage a team. I have a huge chunk of work to do. But at the end of the day, I want to make my life happy and I want to enjoy what I do. And I want to do that for the people that are around me as well, because people do have a tendency to take things really, really personally. And that can make people quite ill. And at the end of the day, it's work. Anything can be fixed, which is I don't know if this is the right attitude, but if you make a huge, huge mistake, God forbid, it can be fixed, right? As long as yeah. you've not done anyone serious harm or hurt someone's feelings or you've you know, made a catastrophic business decision <laughs> that the business millions, all right, I get that. But everything can be fixed. Whatever you know, stress or ailment or, or anything you're thinking in your professional life, you can fix it. And I just think coming at it from a place of happiness and motivation can just just change your mindset really I, I'd like to think I'm not immature I think sometimes I can be a little bit immature but 
I would never change my approach. I had a boss about seven years ago sit me down uh, with the, I think it was the chief marketing officer at the time. And she said, Michelle, I'm very uh, worried about your approach. You're not very professional when you speak to senior leaders of the team. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have to change how I approach my conversations with the senior leadership, leadership team. And then I took a step back and I'm like, no, like, that's how people respond to me. Like people resonate and respond to what I'm talking to them about because I have got that approach. And I just think you should always just be who you are. Remember that it's it's life, it's fun, it's short, like make the most of it, do an amazing job, but just try and incorporate an element of fun. Like life is great. There's so many opportunities and especially the younger generation as well. I'm not that much older than most of the people that I work with, but <laughs> the opportunities that our generation has now in terms of building a social media empire, like building apps, like consulting work, uh, the, the possibilities are endless. Like there's no need to ever be despondent in your day job because you've got the opportunity to go out and get whatever you want, really. You see, guys, whoever's listening, this is uh, what I meant with positivity. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so excited to have Michelle here. It's, it's an outlook. It's a perspective on life, right? And I think we need this more um, rather yeah. than saying, oh, my God, it's Monday again. <laughs> or yeah. thank God it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. what's wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, people would kill for a Monday. And that's something <laughs> I think about as well, like, even running I'm like some people would kill for the opportunity to be able to go out for a run and not everyone is able-bodied and not everyone has that opportunity and the same with work like so many people have lost their jobs in the past year and a half if you flip it and look at it that you just need to appreciate that you're you get to do what you're doing it's a choice and you need to make the most of it thank you thank you very much Michelle and may I ask you a question on uh, on leadership if you don't mind yeah of course. Um, let me, I hope I will uh, phrase this correctly. You were um, telling me right before uh, starting the podcast that uh, um, your team was, uh, uh, was it uh, nominated, shortlisted uh, as one of, uh, yeah. as a, one of uh, the, the best teams uh, this year, right? So yeah, I, it was. I, want, yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, what's your leadership style? How do you uh, motivate uh, people? What's, uh, how is the collaboration important to you? And I would be very curious to, to, to hear more about this. Yeah, so we were shortlisted for the Meeting Industry Association uh, Events Team of the Year, which is fantastic. So I manage a team of seven event professionals. And my approach to leadership is always what would I, how would I like to be managed? What would I need from my leader to be able to feel supported and secure and motivated and uh, what level of empathy would I want my leader to apply to me and that's how I approach my team I think about their careers I think about like what I need to do to equip them to be successful in their future careers I think about you know yes we're in events but at some point it might make sense to gain a broader understanding of different functions so is it, is it going to be beneficial for one person to have um, to work collaboratively with the marketing department because that's going to give them an additional skill set which is going to serve them better as they go through their career? So I try to think about that. I, I try to think about 
the different uh, personalities you have in your teams and why people react the way they do and like delivering information and delivering guidance in a way that's going to resonate and support them. Um, leadership and being a leader is like, to me, it's so, so important because everyone leaves jobs because of their managers, right? And I hate to say it, but it's yeah. probably like <laughs> 80% truth. And I have been there and I have left jobs because I've had bad managers. And if you're a manager, me as a manager, my job is to, yeah, lead, support, motivate, develop the team first and foremost. Um, and I take that responsibility really seriously. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm responsible for molding seven careers. They're always going to remember me as their manager, whether it's the good or the bad. And I want them to enjoy coming to work. I want them to contribute to the business um, as I do and just be happy with what they're doing. And if someone came to me and said, look, Michelle, I really hate what I'm doing, which is X. Can you, you know, can I, can you take this off my plate and perhaps let me do a bit of why then if it was possible, then I'd work to be able to, to do that for them. Um, I think if you've got like a highly motivated and happy team, it's best for the business. So being a good leader uh, means taking that responsibility on board and making that your, your priority. Yeah, you basically put everyone in a, in, a, in a situation where they can be the best version of themselves, basically. You understand yeah, what exactly. they need and you help them achieve their vision, not your vision, but their vision. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes it's easier for you to do things yourself, but you have to take a step back and, you know, it's, it's always training and learning and development for your team. Um, but I, I think if you always remember that it's, again, it's like a privilege <laughs> to be able to manage people, not everyone gets to do it. And you have a sense of responsibility to do it right or to, to do it to the best of your ability. And if you, you don't have the skills, get some help and get some training to be able to, to make you a better leader. Lovely. So I'm hoping we win. <laughs> Best <laughs> of luck. Yeah. Thank you. Vote for me. <laughs> and so um, maybe a last question. I don't know how much time we have because conversations tend to be quite long with uh, with great speakers. But uh, I will uh, um, I will ask you uh, uh, kind of a couple of final questions. I, I have a question on uh, on uh, focus time. So and and uh, tools to learn. Do you have any recommendation? Uh, you you mentioned, for instance, a long time ago, you mentioned masterclass as a, as a resource to to deepen our knowledge, but. Uh, uh, why is learning so important? And do you have any research uh, to, to recommend that we like to recommend to our listeners to, to keep uh, learning? Yeah, so I love a self-help or motivational, inspirational books. And there's so many amazing ones. I've just finished reading, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was by David Goggins. And I, I'm going to try and remember the name of this, but it was such a powerful book. Um, David Goggins. Which taught me. You can, you can, you can stop me. Could it be? Yes. You can, you can hurt me. You can, can't you can can't hurt, hurt me. me. Can't hurt, hurt me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I, I read a lot of those books because I, I also incorporate that into my morning routine. Um, but you could just learn one thing from one book that will serve you and support you for the rest of your life. So in um, Goggins's book, he references something called the cookie jar, um, which is something I've taken on board ever since. And 
you know, like every accomplishment and everything that you achieve, you put it into a cookie jar. So when you're having a particularly hard time uh, mentally or you're struggling to get through something, you kind of reach into your cookie jar, pull pull out a cookie that represents something that you've done before. And that gives you the, the mindset and the strength to be able to tackle this next obstacle. And it really made me think about all of the, the great achievements and all the great things that I've done. And when I'm having a tough day, like what I can pull from that to kind of push me through. So reading self-help and motivational books, love them. Um, I also listen to podcasts, obviously yours. And I also do the Masterclass app, which uh, is fantastic. And when I spoke to, to my company about uh, the 5am club and winning the morning, winning the routine a while ago, a lot of people went out and subscribed to that masterclass. It's fantastic. You know, I've listened to Anna Wintour talk about leadership. Um, I've learned to um, apply an element of creativity to my events work via a masterclass uh, with some advertising executives that taught me a lot as well. Uh, so things like that really helped me. Um, professional development wise I've just finished that um, MBA essentials course via uh, LSE which I loved it was 10 modules I've learned a lot from that I think you always need to be learning and if you tie it back to that getting up earlier you've got that headspace and you've got that morning motivation to be able to incorporate an element of that into your day as well so you could listen to your podcast while you're on the treadmill uh, and that could be part yeah, of your morning routine as well. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And what about being, um, let's say, for all the people who will try to implement this routine, right? This morning routine and, uh, and winning the day by winning the morning. Um, mm -hmm. What's your what's your take on uh, how to to keep being uh, uh, disciplined and and motivated? Uh, when is it? Um, uh, sometimes we we uh, miss a day, for instance. Is it a bad thing? Should we keep going? How, what's your take on uh, how do how do we keep ourselves, uh, let's say, motivated and, and keep it going? Yeah, so I I would advocate missing a day if you're not feeling it again because you're only serving yourself. And I like to think of it, you know, some sometimes people go on a diet, and the day before they go on a diet, they kind of like binge eat or halfway through their diet they'll kind of eat loads of burgers and they're like oh gosh I broke my diet I might as well keep going it, it doesn't work like you have to give yourself a break and you could like apply is it the 80 20 rule like 80 80 percent of the time you're getting up at 5 6 a.m and you're giving yourself two days off a week to not get up and I guarantee those two days when you don't get up a little bit earlier you'll notice the difference um I think it was earlier this week or it might have been last week that I didn't get up earlier. I literally woke up at eight um, and I start work about eight thirty, nine o'clock. And towards the end of the day, I just noticed I just didn't get anything done. You know, the dishes weren't done. I had no washing was done. I hadn't been to the gym. I felt really out of sync with my my side business event profs live because I, there was emails that I hadn't answered. And that reminds me why I do it. But I do think Again, it's all about keeping yourself accountable. So do not put pressure on yourself to do something 100% of the time. If you can, amazing. If you can achieve 80 or 60 to 80%, that's 60 to 80% better than what you usually would. And over time, you'll see that it's not, you're only challenging yourself. You're only letting yourself down if you don't put the work in or if you don't get up those couple of hours earlier. And 
oh yeah, just don't put pressure on yourself. If you do it, great. If you don't, who like doesn't matter. Um, or it's like, I guess you could go all in, but you don't have to go all in. Eighty yeah. twenty. Slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's for you. It's for you, and that it just keeps coming back to it. You can hold yourself accountable, right? You could put a post on Instagram, or you could start a blog. You know, Michelle's hundred day weight loss challenge. I'm going to post here every week. I'm going to you know Instagram my progress. That's holding me accountable to external people, but my mindset is like, I, I don't care if I failed and they're like, Oh, Michelle didn't do it. Like it doesn't bother me. It's, it's more a race with myself. So that doesn't serve me, but if it serves other people to be accountable to someone else, then by all means, like if it's going to help, wow. you, you could do it like that. Lovely. Thank you for sharing this, Michelle. And uh, we are almost at the end of the podcast. So there's a lot of material um, for, for our listeners and I would like to point out something for, for all of us, uh, which really struck me when, when I work with Michelle, when I had the privilege to work with her. Great leaders simplify. And we talk about, a lot about leadership in this podcast, and uh, you see how much Michelle has simplified the routine. Three, four, five easy steps that we can all uh, do, the, the, the Fs, and uh, we are ready to tackle the day. So make it easy, make it easy on yourself. Right when if you want to start this routine and do it for yourself, I think that's another very important takeaway. Do it for yourself, as Michelle suggested. Um, Michelle, thank you for for being here with us today. It has been uh, it has been amazing. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you again for asking me to come on your podcast. It's it's quite the privilege. So thank you. <laughs> that's what we have got for today's episode, guys. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who is trying to implement the morning routine. The only way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who will do it. Make your life a master, please. See you, see you next week. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. And we hope you have an amazing day. Yeah.